Do you want to learn my secret for effectively communicating the outcome of my program while also speaking really specifically to the things that my ideal client is struggling with? I'm going to share the totally legal way to get inside your ideal client's mind. So stay tuned. I'm Jess. After launching dozens of courses and generating multiple six figures in revenue online, I have learned the right and wrong way to launch an online course. And in the last two years, I have helped my friends and clients generate more revenue with less stress using my aligned launch formula. On this podcast, I'm sharing with you my simple strategies and systems so you can make more money online and make a bigger impact on the world. Keep listening for the Launch Fix Podcast. Hey there, Jess here. Welcome back to the Launch Fix Podcast. I am so excited to share about this episode topic today because this is something that I have been really leaning into in my business, but it's something that I used to be in a lot of resistance around early on. When I started my business, I felt like I was in that short order course creator mode, which is something I've talked about before, where you're just looking to your audience and saying like, okay, what do you guys want to learn next? And creating courses, kind of like making eggs, how people want them on a griddle. And at the end of the day, I believe that we were put here for a purpose, for a reason, to do something bigger than just create the things that the people in our audience are saying that they want. And so for a long time, I had resistance around doing market research because to me, doing market research felt like I was asking my audience what they wanted so that I would create offers for them. And sure, there are a lot of people doing and teaching market research that way, but I don't think that that's really how we're supposed to do market research, right? Again, I think that your programs come from your heart. They come from your deeper purpose. They come from your connection to source, to God, whatever you want to call it. And I don't think that outsourcing that piece of your business to your audience is an effective way to grow or an effective way to feel fulfilled by your business. But I do think that there is a right way to do market research that can be incredibly effective when it comes to your messaging. And so I realized that looking to your audience and really looking at what they're saying and how they're communicating their struggles is a really powerful way to make them say like, oh my God, you're in my head, right? And so I have really perfected these three different ways of gathering market research or gathering messaging from my audiences without actually having to talk to them. I don't know if you know this about me or can tell based on listening to the podcast, but I'm a bit of an introvert and I really value my time. I am a projector in human design and I am a mom of two and I have a lot of things going on. And so the less that I can spend time on Zoom calls, the better, right? And I have totally done market research calls as uncomfortable as they can be, but I have found other ways to get inside of your ideal client's mind without having to sit on Zoom calls all day long. So if you're looking for new ideas of how to get better messaging by really getting into your ideal client's head without having to do any Zoom calls, this episode is going to be pretty valuable for you, I think. So the first place that I started looking and my first tip for you today was kind of accidental. I 
was in Facebook groups because I was in them as like a consumer, but I started to realize that my ideal clients were also in these groups and they were asking questions that would give me inspiration for content. And of course, on top of getting market research for your products, this is also a great place to get inspiration for content. So the first one, my tip number one is inside Facebook groups. And so I found myself inside of the communities of my ideal clients, right? I am a course creator but my ideal clients are also course creators. So I found myself inside Facebook communities full of my ideal clients and I started to see what they were posting. I started to see the things that they were struggling with. I started to see like repetition in the way that they were describing their problems. And I kept getting inspired by what I was seeing and creating content from it, which was great. But I also realized that there's some really valuable information in here about how people are communicating their struggles. Like, man, people really seem to be struggling with this, but I have my messaging over here. Like, even though those two problems are related, they are describing their pain in a different way than maybe I would. And so it was really powerful to see how other people who were going through the problems that I help with describe what they're going through. And so what I started doing as I would notice a really good post that would help me like think of a response to that, I take a screenshot. And so I have a whole folder in my phone of screenshots from Facebook groups And I started to do this more intentionally. So I don't necessarily like scroll through my phone looking for market research, but when I am researching my messaging for a specific offer or for something specific, I will get into a community of my ideal clients and put a timer on it because, man, you can waste so much time on Facebook groups. But I will really look at the problems that they have, the questions that they have. I really like the posts where people are kind of in a catastrophe and they use a lot of like exclamation points. Like there's a lot of emotion behind those posts because I know that those are the more pressing problems and those are the more painful problems that people have. And so I really love One, seeing like what they're struggling with and seeing like, is this something that my program currently addresses, but also seeing like the language that they are using to describe their problems. And another thing I really love about this strategy is there are Facebook groups for almost every niche. And there's a chance that you already have one. There's a chance that if you have a free Facebook group, which I do on the other side of my business, that your ideal clients are already telling you what they want to learn from you inside that group, right? They're already giving you great market research content or great messaging content inside of your group that you may not even realize is really valuable in putting it into your copy. And so I recommend getting either really present in your group or getting into other groups of your ideal clients and seeing what they're saying and how they're communicating their problem and how you can address that problem from a place with your copy. Another really great place that I like to insert this into my copy and my content is using it as inspiration for belief shifting posts, right? Oftentimes our ideal clients think X is their problem, but we know that it's really Y. Or they believe that B is the belief that they should have, but we know it's really C. And so when people show up with their belief systems and with their um, pre-existing ideas and pre-existing things that they are operating from, 
we can then say, oh, that like that's why you're having this struggle. So you can turn it and shift their belief into, well, you think it's really this, but this is actually what you're thinking. Like this is actually what you're looking for. And that content can be really powerful too, because if one person's believing that way, then there's lots of people who believe that way. So that's another way that I like to use Facebook groups to really like get inside of my ideal client's head is I screenshot posts of people who are struggling with a problem that I help with. And then I use the words that they're using to describe their problem inside of my own copy. And that's what makes your ideal client say, oh my God, it's like you're in my head, which is really like the best compliment for copywriting because it means that you see them and you understand them and you know what they're feeling. And that's very validating to somebody who's struggling with something. They feel like you get them. And if you do get them because you've been through that too, It really is an opportunity to convey that to them. So number one is inside Facebook groups, getting in the communities of your ideal clients. Another example of this, just to like add on, is paid communities are a great place to do this. As a course creator, I am in programs for course creation and launching and all those kinds of things. And I have gotten really great copy inside course Facebook groups. So for example, one of the ones that I love getting inspiration from is the Business by Design Facebook group. I took Business by Design back in 2019 and James Wedmore was a mentor of mine and a lot of his ideal clients fall within the realm of my ideal clients. And so a lot of people asking questions in that group give me inspiration onto how I could be better effectively communicating what I do and how it helps people. So Look into paid groups too. Like if you're in a paid community that your ideal client's in, that's where people really feel safe sharing their struggles and you can get a lot of inspiration from that. Of course, this goes to say or goes without saying, these are not a great place to like poach clients. Like I am not saying like go into a Facebook group and see people who are struggling and then DM them and be like, oh my God, I can help you. Like, no, we are just stalking them. We are just taking their words and using them to inspire our content and copy. So I do not recommend like prospecting inside somebody else's Facebook group. That in general feels really gross to me, but I, that is not my business model. Um, so I don't do that. I just look at the words that they're saying. I even like crop out their pictures. So it's completely anonymous And I use the words that they're using in my copy as a way to like ramp up my messaging in a way that feels really good to my ideal client or really identifies with my ideal client. So that was number one, Facebook groups. Number two, this one might seem a little bit obvious, but this has been one of the sources of the best content that I've ever created. And that is asking your community. You probably have an audience, whether it's an audience of 10 or an audience of 10,000, but you likely have an audience. And oftentimes, this again, this goes against a lot of what I was struggling with around market research. Asking my ideal clients what they wanted me to create is completely different than asking your community how they're describing their struggle. And so I like to do this in my Facebook group. I like to do this on Instagram. And I ask open-ended questions about what they're struggling with. So like, what's your biggest struggle around creating content? And people will say like, it's this, right? Or they, whatever they think that their biggest struggle is, or what's your biggest struggle around launching? 
And this is really powerful information because you can get a better idea of what their biggest struggle is, right? And how they describe that struggle. And because you're asking a question like that, people want to give their advice. They want to give their opinion. They want to contribute to that conversation. So those are very inviting questions that get answered, where questions that are not as inviting, that don't get as many answers, are like yes or no questions. People don't love being polled as much as they love contributing to a conversation. So anytime that you can give people an opportunity to share what they're struggling with or share what's hard for them, people really like to share that. And so that can be a really powerful place to get ideas and get language again to put into your copy. And so I do this both on my Facebook group. I try to ask my community in that Facebook group at least one question like this per week. And so I tend to do it with like the Facebook um, Memoji like card things that make your post look different. Like they're not just written. It's like one big, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? That has like the picture. So I do it that way so that they stand out. And then it encourages people to answer the question because Facebook marks it as a question, which then pushes it in front of more people. So It's an effective way to get engagement, of course, but it's also an effective way to go through and say like, okay, like this is how they're describing that struggle. So I can then create copy around a solution that I already have or that I'm developing that I feel really solid about the solution, but I can figure out how to talk about it in the words that they are describing that problem with. So I do this with my content. I do this with my copy for my programs. And it's just a really effective way to, again, get inside of your ideal client's mind. So that's the second one, asking your own community. Another place that you can do this is with your email list. Again, people, I wish that people were more respondent to emails. I often send emails that say, hit reply and let me know. And not that many people tend to. But so if you have done that and not gotten a great response, you're not alone, right? That's not something that people tend to respond to. But you are welcome to ask your email list. You are welcome to get to ask them for feedback, to ask them what they're struggling with. There's a strategy out there called the nine word email or something like that. That's a really good way to get responses like this. It's a very simple email, but it asks a very simple question that tends to get more responses. So Asking your community wherever they may be is a great way to get, again, inspiration for your messaging and copy. And then number three, this is one of my most favorite ways to do this too, is adding an intake form to your purchases. And this could be purchases at any level, right? And honestly, you could probably do this even for a freebie, though that's a little bit of a barrier of entry for people. But anytime that people make a purchase, there is an opportunity to get more information from them. So the way that I have this currently set up now with my Evergreen program is that after they make the purchase, the thank you page takes them to a video and a survey. And the video introduces them into the program and asks them to fill out the survey. And then the survey is like the thing keeping them from joining or from getting to the next thing. So they have to submit that to get the link to log in. Of course, like if they check their email, they'll get the link to log in. But I have over a 90% completion rate with it right there on the thank you page. People watch the video and then they fill out the survey. And doing an intake form, doing an onboarding survey is not only a great way to start collecting testimonials and get people invested into the process, but it's also a great way to get messaging because the people who just joined your program are obviously your 
your ideal clients. And they're the people who have not solved their problem yet. So you can ask them questions because they still have the problem that you solve and they think that your program is going to be the solution to it. And so you can get really good copy from them by asking them open-ended questions like, what is your greatest struggle around this? What are you hoping to learn inside this program? That's a great question to ask so that you can make sure that your messaging is creating effective expectations. If you have a program about how to grow your business on Instagram and somebody's like, I'm really hoping to learn how to start a podcast, you'll be like, whoa, we need to roll back these expectations, right? So asking like, what are you hoping to learn through this is a great way to see if you've set effective expectations, but also to get what they're hoping to learn and where they're struggling and what they're hoping to get out of it. So Putting in an intake form is a great way to get in their own words the problem that they are hoping to solve with your offer. And this is such a powerful pre-frame before joining a program. So whether you have a tiny offer or a, again, I think you could totally do this with a freebie, though it would have to be very short because, again, the barrier of entry is much lower for a freebie. But anything that you can do with a paid program to kind of get information on the front end before they join the program or before they get access to the content is a really great way to get some information from them and use that for the purposes of creating copy moving forward. So that is what I've got today. Today was a quickie, but hopefully pretty value-packed if you are in the messaging research phase of scaling and launching your online course. This is something that is actually important that I think a lot of people skip over, right? We tend to write copy from a place of our own experiences, which is great, but even though you have solved the problem that you solve for yourself, we all experience things differently. And if you're only writing copy from your own level of experience, you're missing an opportunity to use the words of other people who are experiencing that same problem that may resonate more with some of your ideal clients. It's all the same problem. It's not that you're promising to solve a different problem or you're creating a program around a problem you haven't solved, but you can use the words that they use to describe their problem in a much more effective way if you get more diverse voices describing the problem. So This is something that I absolutely recommend going into any launch, whether you're launching something for the first time or launching it for the 10th time, doing market research, seeing if the way that they're talking about their problem has changed and making sure that your messaging is as effective as possible to attract the right people for your offer, especially if you go through a round with your program and people are asking a lot of questions or maybe they're not the right fit exactly, then you likely had a problem on the front end with your messaging, right? And so going back to that and saying like, okay, what was my messaging in this launch? How did this attract the people that I just had go through? Are these people the perfect fit clients or is this something that I need to tweak so that I attract different people going into the next round? These kinds of questions and this kind of awareness is really key when you are trying to grow your program, because the most effective messaging is going to obviously bring in the best ideal clients that you can get the best possible outcome for. So this is something that I do every single time that I launch with every single offer, whether it's like a big, massive market research process or just checking in on my existing market, um, like on my existing messaging and seeing if I need to do any more research 
before going into my launch. So I hope that today's episode was valuable for you. If it was, please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Tag me at just.oconnell underscore. I would love to share it and connect with you about what you're go- what's going on in your business. And you definitely do not want to miss next week because I am answering the question, are free launches dead? Such a good question. And I can't wait to talk about it. So I'll see you next week on my next episode. See you then.